SOAS Radio. Hello and welcome to the SOAS Environmental Movement podcast. We're here today for a very special episode about Heathrow Third Runway. So I'm joined here in the studio via Skype by somebody who's currently hunger striking on this issue and basically is hunger striking to highlight the absurdity of the new proposals to install a third runway. So let's hear from her. We have Claire here who is currently hunger striking. Hello, Claire. Um, Hello. Hey, uh, really great to have you. So let's hear from you. So why is it that you're hunger striking? What is this issue uh, and what's going on? Okay, so uh, the Tory government have proposed the expansion of Heathrow. Uh, Again, obviously, everybody knows this has been something that's been drifting around our um, political space for decades. The issue that we're campaigning on the most uh, or primarily is climate change because well because it's the it's the biggest overarching problem in the context of expanding any aviation anywhere in the world in 2018 but importantly it's missing from almost all political and news debates and conversations in our media so aside from the displacement of thousands of people, destruction of over 700 homes, the noise pollution, the additional air pollution, the contribution it will make to London's air pollution, which still hasn't been addressed and has been criminally bad for over a decade as well, and is still losing in court with the government in the Supreme Court. Aside from all of these huge issues, which are many and varied and all terrible, the main point that we're campaigning on is that increased carbon emissions through carbon-intensive infrastructure projects such as Heathrow in 2018, when we're already set to miss our climate targets anyway, is crime against humanity, essentially, uh, as far as we're concerned. Absolutely. Yeah, I heard recently that at the moment, aviation already accounts for 9% of the UK's carbon budget. That's as it stands. But instead, you know, what the proposal is on the table is to build an additional runway at Heathrow Airport. So a third runway, which will, of course, lead to increased air traffic, increased number of flights. And there are some predictions that this will actually mean that aviation as a sector is going to increase from the current 9%, already huge, to a whopping 25%. So I think that that's a really huge percentage when it comes to, you know, a, a sector that's not not a necessary requirement for living, right? It's a luxury activity. It's an activity that, you know, a huge percentage of the population don't even engage in. I think I read somewhere that for 55% of the population don't fly. Um, you know, you don't need to fly to, to live. It's not food. It's not shelter. It's a luxury. So it is, it is quite outrageous that that's you know what's what's happening and we're not kind of considering the climate change aspect in terms of the timing why is it that you and a group have chosen to go on hunger strike now yeah the um the group that we're uh, working with at the moment is like a pop-up campaign called vote no heathrow we've timed this around this national policy statement and the vote in parliament because we knew that politically this was going to come up now. It would be put through the House of Commons before summer recess. So we didn't have dates, but we knew it would be very likely 
in June. And when the government launches a, a policy statement like this and the House of Commons in its entirety votes on it, that obviously presents political opportunity to get in the way, so to speak. And so we designed the, the campaign around this timing and this time frame. If the vote goes against the policy in Parliament, then it's almost certain to go back to square one as, a, as an idea. And I think the general feeling is that the expansion of Heathrow will be just ditched then pretty much forever. And the likelihood would be that if the government wants to expand an airport, they'll start with a different airport and a new plan and they'll start to they'll have to start from scratch with something like that. So this we understood presented an opportunity to stop it completely if there could be enough momentum around this issue for MPs to vote it down. If on the other hand it gets voted through, the policy will become government policy and at that point becomes very difficult to stop politically. There may be legal cases against it which can still stop it. And I think there'll still be a healthy dose of direct action in the local area. But um, but it, but in, in political terms, if this vote goes through, then it's government policy and it, and, it, and it should happen. Right. So the vote that you have mentioned that we've been talking about is actually coming up very soon, right? So it's on Monday, June 25th. Um, mm-hmm. And just to give a bit of background, that's going to be a vote where MBs can all vote as to whether or not they want to support the plans going forward. Uh, so at the moment, I think all Conservative MPs have been asked to vote in favour of the plans, what's called a three-line whip, which is basically very strong pressure to vote in favour of the plans. There, there's already been one resignation from a Conservative MP on this saying that they don't want they don't want these plans to go ahead, so that they're kind of resigning from their uh, front bench post. Whereas Labour MPs are not being asked to vote in any direction, so they're kind of free to vote in in whichever way. So I guess it's it's still not a done deal as to what is going to happen. What are your kind of predictions as to what the outcome will be? Well, when we launched the campaign, we decided that, irrespective of of how the Conservative Party behaved, that. In the face of a proposal like this, a a progressive leftist party, um, i.e. the Labour Party, should hold a a moral standpoint which is uh, firmly against increased carbon emissions right now. So we were campaigning to get Labour to run a three-line whip against. In particular, I think uh, we all were in agreement that if the Conservative Party did run their three-line whip, which was rumoured a couple of weeks ago, in those circumstances, certainly Labour should whip against on moral grounds. Now, tactically within Parliament, whipping Labour is not necessarily always a good idea and not necessarily going to gain the best outcome. There have been statements from Labour saying they'll run a free vote and they think that the Tories should too, which they hoped might get them more support from the sort of green Tory group. But now that Theresa May has said that she's going to run this whip and Labour are going to run a free vote, I suspect that we won't see very many more Tories rebelling or resigning. And that means they've got a hell of a lot of positive votes there. The DUP are highly likely to vote entirely just with the government. That's pretty predictable. The SNP were doing a deal with Heathrow Airport. We went to see them as part of our campaign and, and sprayed chalk 
messages on their headquarters last week because they've been promised a certain amount of jobs, money, etc. by Heathrow if the expansion goes ahead and they said that they would vote for it. However, I think they're a little bit more on the fence now because they walked out last week in Parliament and I think they'd be much less likely with the mood that is, is present at the moment to vote just propping up the Tories on something which they understand is potentially a hollow promise from Heathrow Airport. started out as them saying you will receive X percent of, uh, of, of money or this many jobs will be created in Scotland. They received the statement and it said up to this many jobs. So, uh, of course, that's uh, hopefully the mood with the SNP hopefully is going to push them in the opposite direction because they could be they could be the pivotal vote. And I think Labour, unfortunately, although their official statement says that they're against the expansion, the front bench are all against it. You know, there are lots of Labour MPs in the rest of the country that are buying the rhetoric of Heathrow, that it will be good for the economy, good for the country, that people will fly into Heathrow and, you know, go to the north of England or go to Wales or whatever it is that they think that they think they're going to benefit from. So they, they'll possibly be inclined to vote in a way which they believe is best for their constituents. Of, of course, uh, climate change isn't good for anybody's constituents. No, definitely not. Because <laughs> um, I think Labour is also going to be swayed by, you know, the fact that several unions have come out very strongly in favour for, again, from this jobs angle. But I agree it is, you know, very short term thinking. Climate change is not going to go away. Aviation is just kind of going to speed it up. I have seen, though, that it has been interesting to see some of the criticism about it coming out. So I was actually quite surprised to see criticism coming from Sadiq Khan. I mean, I guess it makes sense because Heathrow is in London and like from an air pollution standpoint, that kind of thing. And I know it's not for the climate change reasons, because I think he is in favor of a third runway or kind of more runways at Gatwick instead. But still interesting to see, you know, where there is still opposition. And I think even if it does get voted through, it's not going to be the kind of thing that everybody's fully on board for. Also, just a question about the hunger strike and how long you've been hunger striking, how that's been and, you know, how long you foresee you'll continue to be on hunger strike for. Yeah, we started our hunger strike on, um, I think it was the 9th, 9th of June. I'm on I'm on day, day 14 today. Uh, well no done. Food. Really well done. I've, I've, never, I've never done this before, so it's quite a new experience. Before we engaged in any of this protest, we wrote several letters to the Labour Party asking them to speak to us and urging them to run the three-line whip. Now, of course, they haven't run the whip. You know, the campaign has already lost on those grounds and the vote is on Monday. So I believe that we're all of us that are left that are still hunger striking. We started with about 30-odd people and now we're down to five. But the group of us that are still doing it plan to stop over the weekend and start to eat something. What I think the hunger strike is for, aside from trying to push forward the idea of this whip, it's also about taking a kind of a credible level of self-sacrifice, which hopefully can help to illustrate our seriousness about this issue and the scale of the issue, really. There are very few uh, proportional responses to climate change that I see around. 
the NGOs, the marches, all of the petitions, you know, obviously they're not working. The position that we're in at the moment is that the, you know, scientists expect that the Arctic summer ice will will be gone in around September 2022. That's four years time. And when that happens, you know, it will it will trigger multiple feedback systems and climate change will be greatly increased in pace. So it's not something that we've really got any more time to waste in terms of campaigning, awareness raising and trying to like shift people's kind of concept of the how we need to reckon with this problem. So running a hunger strike is certainly a much bigger form of protest in that it requires risk to your health and a great sacrifice. But this is part of kind of experimenting with a whole bunch of different ideas for how to make these kinds of radical campaigns more effective and more impactful because we just don't have any more time to spend using routines that don't work, if you like. Very well put. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think another thing to remember is that people are like, oh, well, we've got the Paris Climate Treaty and things are moving in the right direction. Aviation is not part of the Paris Climate Treaty. Also, many countries aren't even keeping to their target emissions levels. We're already in a, in a world that's kind of achieved 1.2 degrees of warming. That's just going to keep going up. In the Paris Climate Treaty, it says that the goal is to keep below 2 degrees, ideally below 1.5, already with the emissions that we've kind of emitted globally, we're kind of locked into, I think, far greater than that already at this point. So it is a very serious situation. And I really commend you and all the people who are doing everything you can to act in line with this. The last thing that I just want to talk about is, I guess, if there's anybody listening who's interested and wants to get involved and help contribute to this issue, both in terms of helping to do climate organizing, but also specifically about Heathrow Third One Way, if there's anything that they can do either like before or most likely after the vote actually happens, if you have any advice on that. Yeah, well, this evening we're going to be meeting on Parliament Square for a little bit of direct action, maybe a bit short notice for your listeners. It's Saturday tomorrow. We'll be meeting again on Parliament Square for a sort of rally for people to come in solidarity and record, hopefully record messages, send them to their MPs, things like that, to raise more noise before the vote. Uh, the vote's happening on Monday, and if we lose, we plan to hold a small vigil, <laughs> possibly by candlelight. And post post Heathrow campaign, once we're all sort of back on solids, as it were, and feeling stronger, we'll be continuing to work towards campaign, which should see should see uh, some sort of action and publicity around October, November this year. So you could. If you're interested, look up a group which we're a part of called Rising Up. There's a website, there's a Facebook page, there's a Twitter account. You can find them on all of those platforms. We are a group of people trying to build a regenerative culture and encourage direct action around uh, social injustice and climate change. But for the autumn, we'll be focused on big drive for climate Great. So that's um, Rising Up is the name of that group. And I think maybe also there's the uh, Vote No Heathrow Facebook group, which is very active at the moment and perhaps will also be like a hub for where anti-Heathrow uh, things get organized in future. 
Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Claire. Really wonderful to talk to you. Really well done for your hunger strike and really best of luck, all the actions this weekend and for the vote on Monday. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 